0: Why does Avonmore Supermilk matter so much to so many Irish people? Well, in Ireland, whatever we're doing, we all like to get the most out of it. It's just the way we are. And we know we can rely on Avonmore Supermilk. It's fortified with vitamin D, so your body can absorb the calcium it needs to help keep bones healthy. It helps support your immune system too. So when you get the most out of your milk, you can get the most out of everything. Avonmore Supermilk. The most super our milk can be.
1: With everyone looking to shrink their bill these days, Dunn Stores gives you new ways to save on your shop with Double Savers. First, you'll save in the aisles when you fill your trolley with fantastic low prices across thousands of great products.
0: Then, you'll save again at the till with our 10 or 50 grocery voucher. Shrink your bill with Double Savers, new from Dunn Stores. Dunn Stores, always better value. Terms and conditions apply. Voucher can be used on next grocery shop of 50 Euro or more.
1: The Jack Benny program. Lucky strike means fine tobacco. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. <laughs> LS MFT. LS MFT. LS MFT. Why, sure. Yes, sir. Of course. Lucky strike means fine tobacco. So round, so firm, so fully packed. Free and easy on the draw. If you were present at the tobacco markets now open in the South, you could see Lucky Strike consistently select and buy the finer, the lighter, the naturally milder Lucky Strike tobacco. And this finer, lighter, naturally milder Lucky Strike tobacco means real deep down smoking enjoyment for you. So smoke the smoke, tobacco expert smoke. Lucky Strike. From the U.S. Naval Hospital at Verona, we bring you the Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, yours truly, Don Wilson, and our new
2: singer, Larry Stevens. <laughs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen as you all know one of America's great naval heroes Captain James Lawrence once said don't give up the ship so now we bring you a man who wouldn't give up anything Jack Benny Yep, thank you, thank you. Hello again, this is Jack Benny talking, and, Don, that was a very clever introduction except for one thing. It just so happens that it wasn't Captain James Lawrence who said don't give up the ship. It was John Paul Jones. Oh, no, 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 Jack, you're wrong. It was Captain James Lawrence. No, Don, no, no. Look, Captain Lawrence said don't shoot until they make eyes at you.
0: (laughs) It was
1: John Paul Jones who said, don't give up the ship. It was Captain James Lawrence. It was John Paul Jones, and I ought to know because I'm an old Navy man myself.
0: No. <laughs> hey, we'll
1: Say, that's right, Jack. You were in the Navy during the last war, weren't you? Don, not only was I in the Navy, but wherever there was any fighting going on, Benny was right in the thick of it. I'll <laughs> well, right in there every minute. Really, Jack? Where were you? At Great Lakes. <laughs> Ah, what a place. But, Jack, Great Lakes is in Illinois, and that was 4,500 miles away from enemy action. So how could there have been any fighting? How could there have been any fighting, Don? There were 20,000 sailors and only 12 girls. (laughs) It was almost as bad as being stationed at Corona. (laughs) After 6 (laughs) o'clock. Hmm. Say, Jack. On a rainy night. Uh, say, Jack. When you're flat broke. <laughs> say, Jack. And no matter where you go, you're followed by a smooch patrol. <laughs> hmm. Smooch patrol? What's that? I don't know, but whenever you're having any fun, they break it up. <laughs>
0: the old... The
1: old meanies. Anyway, let's. Oh, hello, Mary. Hello, Jack. Hi,
3: fellas. Hey, hey,
1: you got a nice reception there, Mary.
3: Why not? These boys know a trim craft when they see one. Well, now
1: wait a minute, Mary. That's pretty egotistical. My goodness, you think you were Betty Grable or somebody?
3: Look, Jack. As long as Betty Grable is in Hollywood, I'm somebody here. <laughs>
1: You're right at that, Mary. See, they agree with. You. You're right at that, Mary. You really look nice today in that new outfit you're wearing. But that material's kind of thin, isn't it?
3: Well, it's supposed to be, Jack. Uh, this is what you call a peekaboo blouse.
1: A peekaboo blouse? Mm-hmm. First one I've ever seen with a Venetian blind.
0: <laughs> peekaboo. <laughs>
3: Jack, that's lace. Lace? You know, like the kind you've got on your shawl. <laughs>
1: Oh, yes, yes, it is. But, Mary, you didn't have to mention my shawl here. You know, I I only wear it around the house.
3: I know. (laughs) What are you laughing at? Every time you sit in a rocking chair, you look like Whistler's mother.
1: (laughs) Mary, when you're knitting socks for the boys in the service, you don't care how you look. So there. Say, Jack, you mind if I ask Mary a question? No, no, Don. Go ahead. Well, you see, Mary, Jack and I were having a little discussion. Oh, at... Don, don't be such a hard loser.
3: Uh, what's, the, what's the matter? What's it all about?
1: Mary, tell Don who it was that said, don't give up the ship.
3: Admiral Farragut.
1: Oh, for heaven's sake. Mary, Admiral Farragut said, pull speed ahead and oh, fudge to the torpedo. <laughs>
3: There. Admiral Farragut said, old fuck. He had to be
1: careful. There was a smooch patrol behind him. Anyway, Mary, it was John Paul Jones who said, don't give up the ship. No, Jack. John Paul Jones said, we have just
3: begun to fight.
1: Now, let's not argue, Bob. We're up here at the Corona Naval Hospital, so let's do a good show, because after... Mr.
3: Benny, call surgery. Mr. Benny, call surgery.
1: Hey, Mary, that's me.
3: Mr. Benny, call surgery.
1: Excuse me a minute.
3: Hello? Mr. Benny,
1: are you still looking for a singer for your program? No, I'm not. Who is this?
3: Joe
0: Surgery. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
3: Hmm. Jack, who was that?
1: Joe Surgery, a kid I used to go to school with in Waukegan Now, let's see, where were we before Oh, Jack, we... here Look.
3: comes your new singer, Larry Stevens
1: Oh, yes, hello, Larry Hello, Mr. Benny Well, Larry, Larry, this is your third week on our program How do you like it? Well, Mr. Benny And I'm even going to change my name like you told me to.
3: Wait a minute. Larry Stevens is a nice name.
1: It is, Mary, but it's too short to be impressive. It should be longer, like John Charles Thomas. Mr. Benny's right. That's why I'm taking his advice and changing my name to Larry Stevens Milton Frank (laughs) Tibbett.
0: Larry
3: Stevens Milton Frank Tibbet, But that's too long.
1: Well, Mr. Benny said it would be all right if I just used my initials, (laughs) L-S-M-F-T. Yes, sir. But, Larry, L-S-M-F-T stands for Lucky Strike Means Fine Tobacco. What? Yes, Lucky Strike Means Fine Tobacco. <laughs> Gee, and Mr. Benny told me L-S-M-F-T stands for Larry Stevens Makes Fine Tunes.
3: Why, <laughs> right, Jack Benny, did you tell Larry that?
1: Well, oh, Miss Livingston, don't be angry at Mr. Benny. He's helped me a lot. He even told me how to breathe when I sing. He did? Yes, he told me to be free and easy on the draw.
0: LAUGHTER that's
1: right. Now, Larry, how about doing a song for the boys right now? Okay, Mister Benny. Oh, just a minute, kid. Look at you studied history in school, didn't you? Yes, sir. Now I want to ask you a question. I just had an argument with Don Wilson, and you can settle it once and for all. Tell me, Larry, who was it that said "Don't give up the ship"? Was it Captain James Lawrence or John Paul Jones? Captain James Lawrence. What? John Paul Jones?
0: <laughs> there you are,
1: Wilson. That ought to hold you. Go ahead
0: and say.
2: may for the difference a day made. There's a rainbow before me. Eyes above can't destroy me. Since that moment
1: A day made, sung by L.S.M., I mean, Larry Stevens. And, uh, and very good, Larry. Thank you, Mr. Benny. Say, Larry, I'm Larry, actually thrilled being here today and singing for all these sailors. I sure am. And say, Mr. Benny, didn't you tell me that you were a hero during the last war? A hero?
3: Oh, uh, did I, uh, did I mention that to you, kid? Mention it? You had him down with your knee in his chest.
0: LAUGHTER
1: Mary, stop making things up. Yes, Larry, I, uh, I was quite a hero. In fact, uh, these boys would have been mighty proud of me in 1917. You know, I saw, I saw plenty of action.
3: Some action. You joined the Navy, went to bed, fell out of your hammock, and when you came to, the war was over.
1: Well, those hammocks are pretty tough to sleep in. I wonder why they always hung mine where the lifeboat was supposed to be. <laughs> Oh, say, Mary, I meant to ask you, did you see Larry Adler when you came in?
3: Larry Adler? No. Why?
1: Well, he promised to come over today and play his harmonica for the boys. He ought to be here pretty soon. Well, Jack, when Adler gets here, you ask him what naval hero said, don't give up the ship. Don, for Don, look, I don't have to ask anybody. It was John Paul Jones. But, Jack... Oh, for heaven's sake. If the... John Paul Jones said, don't give up the ship, then who said, we've just begun to fight? The Republicans. <laughs> Too.
3: Oh, Jack, you're just trying to get out of it. I am not,
1: Mary. Now, I know every famous saying in history and who said it. All right, Jack, then tell me who said, Give me liberty or give me death. When I went to school, I was good in history. Yeah. <laughs> you know that, Mary? I knew everything there was to know about it. All right, Jack, then tell me who said, Give me liberty or give me death. The smartest kid in school, too. <laughs> You know, Mary, I knew more about history than any kid in my class. There wasn't a thing... Then, for heaven's sakes, tell me who said give me liberty or give me death. I don't know. He must have said it after I left school.
3: <laughs> I can drive
1: you nuts, you know. Now, look, let's, let's drop the whole thing, will you, fellas? <laughs> All right, but it was Patrick Henry who said that. As if I didn't know.
0: <laughs>
1: and I still say it was John Paul Jones who said, don't give up the ship. He said it in 1812 in the latter part of December. A morning or afternoon? Never mind. <laughs> anyway, we didn't come up to this naval hospital just to argue. Hello, Jackson. It. Hi, you fellas. <laughs> Phil, Phil, what happened to those big entrances you usually make? You know, where you come in and you say, Okay, fella, stand up and cheer. The show's going to start because Harris is here. Yes! <laughs>
0: how
1: come? How come you didn't make an entrance like that today? Listen, Jackson, I ain't doing that stuff anymore. It's too hammy. <laughs> Well, I've been telling you that for eight years. What finally convinced you? Well, it just ain't paying off anymore, that's all. The last time I made one of them entrances, I yelled, Okay, kids, beat your skin and get ready to laugh because Harris came in a uh, zoot.
0: <laughs>
1: zoot. And would you believe it, Jackson? When I made that entrance, the people just stared at me like I was a dope. Phil, when did this happen? This morning when I got on the Corona bus. <laughs> Well, I'll be... Imagine getting on the Corona bus and going into your act. Phil, are you crazy? What are you talking about? Last week, I did it on the Riverside bus, and I was held over for two round
0: trips.
1: (laughs) Hmm. Oh, say, Phil, I want to ask you a question. Oh, John, there you go again. You know I'm right. Why don't you give up? Well, it won't hurt to ask Phil, unless you're afraid. I'm not afraid, and I'll ask him. Phil? Yeah. What did John Paul Jones say in 1812 in the latter part of December? Merry Christmas. (laughs) Didn't. Don't you know anything about history? Don't you know any famous sayings? Sure I know one. What? You're not shocked till they see the reds of your eyes.
0: <laughs>
1: You're not shocked till they see the reds of your eyes. Who said that? W. C. Field. There's no use trying to prove anything with you. Anyway, the man who said don't give up the ship was John Paul Jones. And I hope this is the last time. Come in. Okay, kids, beat your skin. Get ready to laugh. Cliff Adler came in. Azoot. Well, Larry we, Adler. Larry, where did you ever pick up an entrance like that? Oh, I was riding on the Corona bus this morning, and I don't know, some some jerk got on, and he did it. Just as I thought, I know the rest of the story. Say, Larry, Larry, I'm glad you got here, because now you can play your harmonica like you did on our show overseas. All right, Jack. And I'll accompany you on my violin. Oh,
0: no, 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 Jackson. No, no. Send me back to boot camp. Make me a medicine, but not... Well,
1: I was a big hit with my violin in the South Pacific, wasn't I, Larry? Well, I will say you were a curiosity to the natives. What do you mean? Well, all I know is a Yubangi came out and gave you the bird. What? And when you get a bird with them lips, they ain't kidding, Pop.
0: <laughs> all
1: right, so one Yubangi didn't like me happened to be a cousin of Fred Allen. I mean... Anyway, Larry, you play something for the boys, and we'll play something together later. Huh? All right, Jack. I'll give them holiday for strings. Good. Hit it, boys. Come on. Let's <laughs> strings played by Larry Adler, and Larry, you certainly played a mouthful. You know, Larry, that's a fascinating instrument. Well, you're right, Jack. You know, this is an instrument that really gets you. What do you mean? Well, I know a fellow who loved the harmonica so much, he married a girl with every other tooth missing. (laughs) Oh, I see. Now, Well, now that I think of my aunt, I guess my uncle was in love with a bass fiddle. (laughs) gags no uh-huh. good at all. Uh-huh. Anyway, Larry, that number you just played... Uh-huh. That number you... <laughs> Larry, that number you just played was terrific.
3: Yes, it was, Larry. I enjoyed it very much. Oh,
1: thanks. And say, Mary, I meant to tell you, that's a very pretty outfit you're wearing.
3: Well, thank you, Larry.
1: But isn't that material awfully thin?
3: Uh, yes. In fact, when I bought it, my dressmaker said those famous historical words. What was that? Uh, don't give up the slip. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I nearly missed my cue there, didn't I? I thought Larry was supposed to say what was that. Pardon me, Larry. I was all set to jump
0: in. Listen, you didn't have... Anyway... Hey! Hey,
1: you're all right. You can be on my show again, bud. You're all right. Anyway, Mary, you didn't have to say don't give up the slip. You know, you didn't have to start that all over again. Well, I'm glad you did, Mary. Now, Don... Go ahead, ask Larry Adler. Maybe he can settle our argument. Okay, okay. Larry, who said don't give up the ship? Was it Captain James Lawrence or John Paul Jones? Captain James Lawrence. Well, that's gratitude. After all I did for you.
3: (laughs) What did you ever do for him? I
1: introduced him to that girl with every other tooth missing. Now, listen... Larry, you and Don Wilson don't know anything about naval tradition. You've never been in the Navy. Now, I can bring any sailor up from the audience and prove what I'm talking about. In fact, I... Hey, look, there's a sailor who just walked into the auditorium. Hey, buddy! Buddy, come here a minute, will you? Oh, me? Yeah. Will you come up on the stage for a minute? Show you guys. Now, sailor, I'd like to ask you a few questions. We're having a big discussion here over famous naval sayings, and I think you can help us. Do you know anything about naval expressions? Yes, sir. Well, tell me, what is the most famous saying in the Navy? Ask her if she's got a friend for me. (laughs) I don't mean that one. The saying I mean is over a hundred years old. Well, this one didn't start yesterday, (laughs) Bub. Thanks anyway, sailor, for coming up here. You're welcome. Now listen, Don, and that goes for you, Mary, Phil, and everybody. John Paul Jones was the one who said don't give up the ship, and I'll prove it once and for all. I'm going to call up my house and have Rochester look it up in the encyclopedia. Give me that phone. To prove my point. Oh, operator. I'll show you, kid. Operator. Operator.
3: Number, please.
1: For goodness sake, operator, what took you so long to answer?
0: I'm um, back
1: well, stop blushing and get me my home in Beverly Hills. The number is Crestview 67071. Yes, sir. Bastard. Anyway, kids, when Rochester looked it up in the encyclopedia, you'll know I'm right. Believe me. Hello? Hello, Rochester. <laughs> Rochester, Rochester, we're having a big argument here, and I want to ask you something. Do you know any famous sayings? I know one. What is it?
0: Don't shoot till you're (laughs) it. Rochester,
1: I'm talking about expressions that were said during the heat of battle. Well, this
0: one wasn't going in a taffy pool.
1: (laughs) I don't mean that. Now, Rochester, do you happen to know who said, don't give up the ship"? No, sir. And do you know who said give me liberty or give me death? No,
0: sir.
1: Well, do you know who said we have just begun the fight?
0: Boss, I don't even know who said says... sir. sir, stop! Just
1: a minute. Now, so listen carefully. We're having an argument, and I want to prove something about John Paul Jones. So will you please look it up in the book?
0: Yes, sir. Hold on,
3: boss.
1: He's looking it up now, kid. We'll get this settled once and for all.
0: I'm
3: anxious to find out, too. Operator, you keep out of it.
1: And Don, Don, you'll be sorry you ever started this whole I night. got it,
0: boss. I got it. You
1: have? What does it say?
0: John Paul Jones, Crestview 56859.
1: <laughs> I don't mean the telephone book. I want you to go in the library and look up John Paul Jones in my encyclopedia. But, boss, I can't do that. I'm over at my girl's house. You're over at your girl's house, and how did you happen to answer when I called my home?
0: That long cord on your phone is longer than you think it is. (laughs) Rochester,
1: that's ridiculous. Where does your girl live?
0: In Pasadena. (laughs)
1: Pasadena, hop at the cord on my telephone, reach from Beverly Hills to your girl's house in San. This sounds like Jerry Colonna. How did your court on my telephone reach from Beverly Hills to your girl's house in Pasadena?
0: Boss, well, did you ever hear that old expression,
1: "Love will find a way? Yes. Well, did it again. <laughs> I don't care what it is. Now, you get back home at once and bring the phone with you. Okay,
0: goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.
1: I guess that'll show you, kid. Uh,
3: what did Rochester say? He looked it up
1: in the encyclopedia, and I was right. It was John Paul Jones who said, don't give up the ship. But, Jack, I heard you say something about Pasadena. That's where he said it in the Battle of Pasadena. <laughs> I don't want to hear any more about it. Pray, him. Jack, we'll will be back in just a minute. But first, here are my good friends Effie Boone and Kenneth Delmar. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Yes, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Independent tobacco experts present at the auctions can see Lucky Strike consistently buy the finer, the lighter, the naturally milder Lucky Strike tobacco. And with such men who know tobacco best, auctioneers, buyers, and warehousemen, it's lucky two to one. The famous tobacco auctioneers heard on tonight's programmer. Mr. F. E. Boone of Lexington, Kentucky. I'm Mr. L. A. Speed Rigs of Goldsboro, North Carolina. Battle Rise speaking. LS <laughs> MFT. LS MFT. L-S-M-F-T. Remember, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free
0: and easy on the draw. This is the National Broadcasting Company.